0: Welcome to the Hanu Health Podcast, where our mission is to help you to breathe better and stress less. On this show, we discuss a variety of topics and provide practical suggestions for improving health and well-being. However, none of the education, tips, and tricks provided should be taken as medical advice. Your medical doctor is your best bet if you have medical questions. Also, on this podcast, we interview numerous guests from diverse backgrounds, interests, and may carry some unique ideas. Hanu Health, as a company, does not endorse all statements provided by guests, or condone all suggestions or protocols discussed. We just like hearing about cool people doing rad and new things. So sit back, relax, breathe, and enjoy the show. So, Catherine, this morning I woke up and I was doing kind of my morning ritual, uh, which a lot of my listeners know is is quite uh, extensive and intensive. And uh, one of the things that I did um, that I haven't done before. Is I I popped uh, one of these green uh, tablets and instead of just swallowing it like I normally have been doing, i did t- I decided to let's just go ahead and uh, take a munch, take a bite and see what this thing tastes like. Just because I just enjoy doing stuff like that because I'm kind of crazy. Like I've yeah. I've done that with like colostrum pills and some other things. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, um, I think there's a reason probably why I've just been swallowing this whole. <laughs> like i just like from the get go. Are you a person who takes algae, puts it in your mouth and chews it up or do you just swallow it
1: oh me oh me i i chew them absolutely i wouldn't deprive myself of the flavor (laughs) but you know i'm hardcore and i'm the founder so um yeah but uh, i'm assuming that you use spirulina well and um Mm -hmm. you know when we get into the podcast we'll review the differences what they do differently the two algae spirulina and chlorella and what they taste like which is quite different because yeah. the chlorella is actually quite tasty, and you will always need far more than just one anyways to do anything. Right. So I hope you weren't just taking one. <laughs> no,
0: I took I took 30. So I think that's what's in a pack, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I took 30 yeah. of them, and no, it was actually a couple of them that I put into my mouth. I had swallowed probably 25 of them, and then maybe like five or so I put in my mouth. Yeah. And I, I crunched away on them, yeah. and it was spirulina. It was the energy bits. Um, yeah. So if people haven't caught on yet, um, spirulina, algae, um, and then we'll talk about chlorella, algae as well. Um, that uh, that Catherine's going to open up about, um, because this is her area of expertise and this is her company, um, yeah, it was it was an interesting experience <laughs> for me. But you know, I figured you probably were hardcore and just you know threw yeah. it all into your mouth and you know chomped away. Is it more bioavailable, um, or at least more readily or faster available availability if you if you chew it up as opposed yeah, to swallow? Well,
1: obviously, because you're you you chewing it, so it gets into your bloodstream faster um, through you know sublingually through your mouth. But 99.999% of people either swallow it um, or add it to a smoothie, but I, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves because we haven't even told anyone what we're talking about yet today. <laughs> I don't
0: plan on telling anybody anything. I want to keep it cryptic <laughs> the entire time. People are just like, "What in the world are these guys talking about?" But yeah, now I, I thought I'd just throw that uh, that 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 short anecdote out there about my experience of chewing algae tabs. But yeah, let's not get a, let's not get the cart before the horse here, Catherine. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Talk about why um, you're you're talking about algae. Why that's an interest of yours. And what's your background? Go ahead and open that up for us.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, I didn't start, I didn't, at the young age of 10 or 12, decide I wanted to be an algae expert. I, I'm actually Canadian, grew up in Canada. I live in Boston now. I've been here 33 years, but all my education was in Canada, including my MBA. And I had a business career. Um, and then um, 13 years ago, my younger sister developed breast cancer and Her oncologist recommended she change her diet to an alkaline diet because it would help with her healing. They didn't tell her what an alkaline diet was or why it was good for her. So she called me, of course, because I'm her big sister who loves her and I'm very good, I'm a very good researcher. So I had no idea, but I found out in an alkaline diet is indeed mostly a plant based diet because of the chlorophyll and the phytonutrients that had been proven to build your immune system. And she wanted my, my sister to have a, the strongest shot as she was going through chemo. So the long story short is that <clears throat> my sister did heal completely from cancer. In the process of helping her research alkaline foods, I discovered plant based nutrition. This is 13 years ago. Nobody was talking about it. I gave up my corporate career, went back to school, studied nutrition. Then I, I taught plant based nutrition, uh, trying to encourage people to eat more vegetables. Found out everyone knows they should eat more vegetables, but it was too much work, too many obstacles. They are too heavy to carry home from the grocery store. They take too long to cook, to clean, to eat. Kids are notorious, as are men, for not wanting to eat their veggies. So I decided I need to find something that was fast and easy and proven to provide the green nutrition that's in vegetables but didn't require any of the work. And I circled back to everything I found for my sister, and until I got to algae, nothing was working. And then once I I hit on algae, that's when sort of, as I say, the miracle happened because it turns out algae is the most alkaline food in the world – that's what got me started on all this. It's also the most nutrient-dense food in the world. We have a quote from NASA that says one gram of microalgae has the same nutrition as a 1,000 grams of fruits and vegetables. That's one to a 1,000. Hmm. There is nothing in the world with that kind of concentrated nutrition. Wow. It's also endorsed by the United Nations as the answer to world hunger because it has the highest concentration of protein in the world. Spirulina algae, which we were talking about earlier, has three times the amount of protein as steak. That's why it's so chewy. That's why most people don't like to chew it, because it is so chewy and it's a green chewy. <laughs> it's not yeah. like eating uh, gummy bears or or uh, marshmallows or something that's, that are loaded with sugar. This is pure chewy protein and uh, so there's no shame in swallowing it and uh, so we encourage people to do that. But anyways, endorsed by United Nations, NASA, the most studied food in the world, there are close to a hundred thousand studies documenting all the benefits I'm going to talk to you today about that are in the NIH Library and medical libraries all the way around the world. The problem is none of this science has made its way out to the public. I'm probably mm-hmm. the first person to do the deep dive into the science and make it available so that people can actually understand what algae does and why it does what it does, and it's not smoke and mirrors, it's just pure biochemistry. And the other amazing thing is that algae has been used not only for centuries, but for the last 75 years in Asia. In Japan, they don't leave their house without taking chlorella algae, and we'll talk more about chlorella algae in a minute. Chlorella algae and both spirulina and chlorella in Asia, 99% of it is grown in Asia. 99% of it is purchased in Asia. Uh, It's a multi-billion, that's with a B, multi-billion dollar agricultural crop there. Now, two important things. First of all, it's it's such a huge industry. It's almost as big as the beef industry is here. And it's an agricultural crop. It's not a supplement. Okay. So Mm -hmm. supplements are made from extracts in factories with artificial ingredients. And it doesn't grow in the ocean. Algae does grow in the ocean, but not spirulina and chlorella. These two are harvested in water. It's called hydroponically as vegetables. They're no different than kale or broccoli, except they have a thousand times more nutrition. So armed with all this information that is scientifically backed, used safely for 75 years, endorsed by international agencies like the United Nations and NASA, um and that it provides all the nutrition that you need in seconds 40 vitamins and minerals highest protein in the world highest chlorophyll in the world i thought okay that's it if i can get people to start taking algae here like they do in asia um then we can help prevent a lot of illnesses we can satisfy people's hunger we can help them with their keto diets with their intermittent fasting with their reducing inflammation, with reducing their um, gut issues, their brain issues, uh, fatigue, uh, mental fatigue, physical fatigue, algae does all of this, and it's proven. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm pretty bullish on algae. and I you know the fact that it doesn't taste very good, when you think of all the benefits that you get, uh, you can put up with a little, you know maybe, and when you swallow it, by the way, there is no flavor, right?
0: Right. No, no, no. There's no flavor. I mean, I, and I just chew it. And for me, it's one of those things like I've grown up like, you know, basically trying anything, especially in the supplementation world. It, it tastes it tastes better than whey protein does. I hate the taste of whey.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and when you swallow it, like I mentioned, there's no flavor and there's no repeat. I, I for years I tried to use fish oil and I'm going to tell you why you don't want fish oil anyways, but it always repeats on me. So you're burping up fish oil flavor all day long never happens with algae never 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 Can yeah. say that again never so it once it's down it stays down and you're just it's it's you're giving yourself your body your brain the richest deepest concentrated nutrition in the world in seconds no work no cooking no cleaning nada so mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, it's, it's,
1: it's nutrition. Yeah,
0: indeed. Well, it's obvious that you are very uh, excited, passionate, and I would say bullish is a good word to, to, to put in there (laughs) as well, as you mentioned, um, self-described. In regards to algae, and I'm excited to open up a lot of the key concepts that you just mentioned. But I think it might uh, it, it bears merit for us to really open up kind of this concept of what algae actually is, because yeah. I think a lot of people do think, and kind of what I've thought in the past too, is that algae is just like pond scum, which I don't think necessarily is is incorrect, right? But maybe you should then kind of explain why that is correct, isn't correct, or just what it is.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, algae is its own food category. First of all, algae was the first life on earth almost 4 billion years ago. Before algae, earth was just gas and water. Nothing lived. I have no idea why spirulina algae, which is the first documented form of life on earth, started growing, but it did. And it's a single cell organism. And algae releases oxygen. It, in fact, it provides 80% of the oxygen on Earth. It's not the Amazon rainforest, it's algae. So after about a billion years of spirulina growing, there was enough oxygen on Earth for then chlorella to start growing. And after those two billion years, then other life forms started growing. Um, and there are two main categories of algae. One is called macroalgae. That is the stringy stuff that you see washing up on shore, also known as uh, seaweed or zero nutrition. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about microalgae. It's called microalgae because it's microscopic in size. Something like a million of these cells would fit on the head of a pin. That's how small it is. Now, Mm -hmm. microalgae is everywhere. Macroalgae is only in the ocean. Microalgae is everywhere. The lakes, the, the oceans, the sea, The soil, your swimming pool, your aquarium. Yes, swampy ponds. And there are tens of thousands, possibly 50,000 strains of microalgae around the world. Thousands and thousands and thousands of them. Wow. But the only two that are harvested as food crops are the two we're talking about today. Spirulina and chlorella. So when you read on the internet about Toxic blue-green algae, you know, blooms in your favorites, you know, beach. We're not talking about spirulina or chlorella. It's one of the tens of thousands of strains because there's blue-green algae, there's green algae, and only spirulina is one strain of blue-green algae, and chlorella is one strain of chlorella. So by to to cut to to, to blame spirulina or chlorella for the toxic toxic algae blooms and not, and not using it for that reason is like the equivalent of saying, you know, because swamp water is toxic, you're not going to drink water, right? You can't lump it all together. Spirulina and chlorella are the two of the, probably the two safest foods in the world. At least ours are because they're harvested in fresh water, not from the ocean. Uh, and we monitor ours, our water, um, very, very carefully, and we don't use high heat to dry ours, so it's a raw food. The enzymes are intact. We don't put any binders in ours, so it's 100% spirulina. We do third-party lab tests to prove that there's nothing else in there, and they're toxin-free because we sell our algae through doctor's offices, chiropractors, functional medicine, and they rely on us for providing a pure physician-grade um, algae, um, so that they can feel comfortable recommending it to their patients. So, so algae is its own food category. As I say, it's a, it's kind of a weird thing. It still doesn't have the perfect, um, name because sometimes it's referenced as a sea vegetable, but as you've just heard, you know, some algae does grow in the sea, but the two we're talking about, spirulina and chlorella, do not. But if you had to give it a label, probably sea vegetable is the closest, but it is its own food category because it doesn't belong in any other category. Uh, We I was recently on um, Dr. Stephen Gundry's podcast, who's uh, very well known, and uh, he was a former heart surgeon and very deep in nutrition now. And he wrote a book called The Plant Paradox. And he's been a big fan of algae for a number of reasons for a number of years. And the reason being, it, as I mentioned, it offers all of the nutrition, uh, dense nutrition, 40 vitamins and minerals, high chlorophyll, high, high protein, uh, but none of the downsides of your traditional plants. Because traditional plants, which are land-based, have things called... Uh, oxalates and lectins, uh, which they developed over you know centuries to, uh, to repel any kind of bugs or predators because they're toxic. Well, algae didn't develop any of those because it didn't start in land. It doesn't grow on land. It started in the sea. It still grows in water. So it, it gives you all the amazing upside of other plants and vegetables and none of the downside. Um, so, and of course it's most nutrient dense anyways. And for those who are calorie conscious, there's only one calorie per the tablet. Now these little tiny tablets that we sell, um, they are about the size of a baby aspirin and each tablet is so concentrated with nutrition. It has the same nutrition equal to an entire plate of vegetables, that you did not have to cook clean or eat <laughs> mm-hmm. so, um, so anyway yeah. So, so it's- well and then
0: you don't get the like you mentioned too I mean lacking the phytotoxins and the potential uh, detrimental or deleterious effects that some plants that do have I mean and, and I know that Stephen Gundry has talked about this you have a lot of the uh, carnivorous diet advocates um, like Paul Saladino yeah. who also referred to this and so you know again I'm not one that likes to demonize plant based foods I mean, I think there's a lot of benefit especially like I'm a big advocate. We just recently had Dr. Nathan Bryan, who's the preeminent researcher in the world on nitric oxide. And when you look at kind of nitrate nitrate content from uh, different foods, and we could certainly jump into that in regards to spirulina and chlorella. I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, benefit that these plant foods and plant medicines can have on increasing things like nitric oxide load. So I don't want to demonize it, but I do want to you know, be uh, uh, real that there are toxins that are found in vegetables um, that can be deleterious to some people, if not most people. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear that algae uh, in and of itself um, does not have those compounds that have been kind of shown to be deleterious. Well, I don't want to
1: say algae as a category doesn't. Spirulina and chlorella don't because... Because sure. algae, as I mentioned, from the ocean, algae absorbs whatever's in the water where mm-hmm. it's growing. And if there are toxins in the ocean, they will be in the algae. So you can't just lump spirulina and chlorella in with all other algae because mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 harvested. It's in its own unique and carefully um, um, monitored growing environment. So it's sure. – it's, uh, so, you know, algae in general, you know, there's lots of issues. People, there's – P- papers that talk about microtoxins in algae yeah if it's grown in the ocean absolutely we we do all these lab tests to prove they aren't in ours because they don't exist in a in the kind of clean environment that they we grow ours in so yeah um, but yeah. it's taken me a long time to you know get all these tests done and do all the science and and educate people about you know what algae is and what why spirulina and chlorella are different from just your everyday um Algae, it's like, you know, there's Kobe beef and then there's McDonald's hamburgers. And I'm not sure if really McDonald's hamburgers can be considered real food. But uh, so, are, you know, you got to you got to be careful about what you read on the Internet, because yeah. when people are misinformed and they take a small amount of information, they can make very wildly wrong assumptions and count cal- and, and conclusions. And yeah. I I'm ai do deep dives. So. Right. And I present the science to represent everything that I that I say. Well, basically,
0: all algae is not created equal, and and, and I think that that's a good point. And I I think that brings us to our next point, which is differentiating between spirulina and chlorella, and kind of what are the differences between the two? Um, Are there different mechanisms of action? Why would you use one over the other? So I'll let you kind of take that. Which one? Which one do you want to talk about first? Spirulina.
1: Start with spirulina because it was the you know first one on Earth, um, yep. and they just to let people know they are as different from each other as night is from day, and they have mm-hmm. completely different effects on the body, and there's completely different protocols for taking them. So let me let me give you some of that. So spirulina is the one that I mentioned. The United Nations endorses as the answer world hunger, because spirulina is well known because it has the highest concentration of protein in the world, and ours is 64%. Now, not only um, is that high protein, the protein is already in amino acid form, which means your body does not have to work to get access to the aminos. And it's a complete protein, unlike, um, collagen. A lot of people are aware of collagen powder now. It's not a complete protein like algae is. Algae has all nine essential amino acids. So with all this rich um, uh, amino acids, um, the other cool thing about spirulina is that it's technically a bacteria. It's not even a plant. It does not have a cellulose wall or a nucleus. The reason why that's important is because, again, it's, there's nothing for your body to have to break down to get access to the aminos. Spirulina is also loaded with B vitamins. B vitamins are what convert the uh, aminos into glucose and energy for you. So this is why spirulina is known for being not only nourishing because of the high protein and 40 other vitamins and minerals, but very energizing physically and mentally. Now, when I say Mm -hmm. energizing, I'm not talking about, you know, Having feeling like you had a lightning bolt of energy um, or feeling like you can leap off a tall building in a single bound. It's steady, steady energy. You may not even notice it. The best way to describe it is that you just feel fresh. You feel alert, mentally alert, and just physically ready for the day like you would if you'd had a good night's sleep. So it's a very subtle energy. But um, when we first started, in fact, we became a sports nutrition company. We weren't planning to, but the runners, the triathletes, Olympic athletes found out about us, and they loved how the spirulina, we call ours energy bits because we thought that was easier to remember than spirulina because spirulina does give you energy. The That's athletes true. found that it gave them steady energy physically, and what they weren't expecting was the mental focus. You know, mm. when you do any kind of sports, one of the, especially endurance sports, one of the first things that goes is your focus, <clears throat> and the spirulina, and we'll talk about some of the attributes in a minute, help with the brain focus and uh, functioning of your brain and the health of your brain. Um, And the other bonus was that it did not upset their stomach. Most athletes are taking, you know, drinks or bars or gels that are loaded with sugar and carbs that cause stomach distress. And they end up with diarrhea or, you know, um, cramping. And that never happens with spirulina or chlorella. Because there are no carbs. It is ketogenic. There is no sugar. There's no caffeine. Nothing. As I said, there's only one calorie in these tiny little tablets. So, mm-hmm. so that's why spirulina, which we call ours energy bets, we have a second brand called beauty bets. But anyways, it's very energizing and nourishing. The other Well, one, one thing
0: we just, too, Catherine, just to jump yeah, in real quick. Yeah. Um, is because I've noticed uh, when I take it that I do have kind of this like steady energy and focus that um, you might get from caffeine without any of the jitters, um, and which is really nice um, yeah. because for me, like too much caffeine gives me jitters. And I, and I might be completely off base on this one, but I remember looking and seeing that the vitamin B twelve content wasn't it like close to fifteen micrograms um, uh, in a in a serving, which would be like thirty tablets. Is that pretty close? Or yeah,
1: I don't have the actual chart in front of me, but you know we we're putting the entire chart on our bags I'm sorry I don't have it right in front of me but it does no, have b
0: 12 okay. yeah um, but well b12 15 micrograms um, is a lot um, so that's a that's a fair amount which if you look at uh, other types of plants um, that that are available on the market <laughs> by that I mean in your grocery store is that the vitamin B content um, especially b12 and b6 are quite low um, do you happen to know if there's uh, there there's a fair amount of b6 or any b6 available within um, spirulina and that tends to be one of the like primary arguments um, for why people shouldn't be on a plant-based diet is because of lack of B12, um, lack of B6, lack of B vitamins in general.
1: Well, that's one of the reasons why algae is so unique. Is it has I have I found them. So it's got B1, B2, B3, B5, B6, B8, B9, B12. Um, mm-hmm. Biotin is one of the Bs. I can't remember which one it is. But um, in fact, we just like or just about an hour ago, we had an email from a customer who had a very low B12. Um, uh, blood um, test about a month ago, and he started buying our Vitality Bits, which is a blend of the spirulina and the chlorella. Mm -hmm. And he had his blood tested again, I guess today or yesterday, and his B12 is way up. I think the average is supposed to be 800 and something, and his was like 1200. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why algae is so unique, is that it has this high B12. Um, particularly, and yeah. in, in, um, I do have the chart in front of me. So yeah, there's 15 mcgs uh, in 30 tablets of the spirulina, and there's 23. In the chlorella, um, and yeah. all, all, all wow. get, we're going to get to the you know the differences between the two because chlorella is known as a wellness and health algae, and spirulina is an energizing algae. If yeah. you've ever seen any energy drinks, you know, God forbid you take any of them because they're so unhealthy. But nonetheless, it's a hard pass the, on
0: me. Probably most people that yeah, uh, listen to this podcast exactly.
1: But if you if you're curious, the, uh, you can look at the label and you'll see that one of the main ingredients, in addition to caffeine, is B twelve. Because it's known mm-hmm. to be an energizing B vitamin. It's, it's what converts into energy, uh, the, the glucose and, and mm-hmm. you know, any other ingredients.
0: One other key variable too, um, especially this is important for, for my listeners, is that B12 and B6 are primary synthesizers or B vitamins for the synthesis of different neuromodulating chemicals like serotonin and like dopamine. Without presence of B12 or B6, the uh, synthesis from 5-HTP into serotonin. And then L-dopa into dopamine cannot happen. So we see a lot of people who go on plant-based diets, um, who maybe particularly aren't utilizing, let's say, energy bits, um, that are not getting B12 or not getting B6 or nearly as much as they should be. And so they're not having that great synthesis um, to these neuromodulators, and they're finding kind of a lack of endurance, lack of focus, and kind of mood detriment. But what you're saying and what would be indicative of what's in spirulina and chlorella is a high B12, high B6 content that could help with the synthesizing of these neuromodulating chemicals, which yeah. I think I find fascinating.
1: Yeah. Well, um, as I mentioned, first of all, algae can be a replacement for vegetables. Um, that And it doesn't give you the fiber. But of course, in some people, that's a good thing, because fiber can cause a lot of stomach distress, as it does in me. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't have to cook, clean, or eat it, number one. So it saves you time and it saves you money. So it's it, it replaces vitamins, but it also replaces almost all supplements. And here's why I would recommend it over your supplements. Supplements are made from extracts that actually do not exist in nature. So your body doesn't recognize them and has a very hard time either absorbing them or utilizing them. The average is uh, you absorb about five or ten percent of whatever the nutrient is in in the supplement. That's why the numbers on the on your vitamins are so high because they know you're not going to be absorbing most of it. When you take right. algae, because it's food and because it has this unique ability to be absorbed almost instantly, um, you get all of the nutrients. And nutrition can be complicated because uh, and so when you try to sort of self. Um, you know, you, you um, you look, you think. Well, I need some coq10, or I need some biotin, or I need whatever. Then you start overloading on one nutrient, and it throws off the the balance. And you, you, you. I'm not saying you're going to do yourself necessarily harm, but you may be not doing the good that you think that you're doing. But because algae comes from nature, and that we don't modify it in any way, and so the factors and cofactors and enzymes and coenzymes, everything works. Harmoniously, I, I make the the analogy of you know taking a supplement is like listening to a grade three soloist, but if you you know take algae, it's like the Boston Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. everything is there. It's much richer. It blends. It uh, one thing benefits the other. We, you know we know that certain foods uh, and certain nutrients are absorbed better in the presence of other nutrients. For example, collagen. One of the problems with collagen powder is that your body can't utilize collagen unless there is the presence of zinc, vitamin C, and there's another one, maybe B6. And so it's all in the algae already. Collagen powder companies have to add those vitamins because they don't—they're ex- they, not current in the in the um, in the powder itself. So your body needs certain things um, to be present to facilitate the absorption of another main vitamin and if it's not present then you don't you may be taking that other vitamin but you're not absorbing it because it algae has everything in it already um, it's very, what I call, again, efficient nutrition.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one of the big problems that we see in the supplement industry, and I would even say it's a pitfall of functional medicine as well, and, you know, I work very closely with a lot of functional medicine practitioners, uh, close friends with many of them as well, is that uh, it tends to be kind of like a supplemental pushing industry now where that people also too, especially if they're not informed by their own data or blood work or biomarkers, uh, will just kind of say, oh, well, I heard that, you know, in order right. to increase Mood. I should take 5-HTP, or I heard that I should take, you know, methylcobalamin B12, you know, as a way to kind of supplement mood and, and, and stress health. And the problem is, is that a lot of people, it's not being informed by blood biomarkers. They're just taking it, and they end up overloading on, yeah. you know, one one thing, like you mentioned. Whereas if we kind of look to mother nature, we kind of look to the things that are around us. I, I like the word that you use. It tends to be much more harmonious than us trying to just uh, input all of this um kind of outside and uh exogenous supplements to help us repair and so i i like that idea i think that's especially something that's important in today's society again trying to move away from kind of just like utilizing kind of these these singular supplements which again sometimes can be effective but for a lot of people they're just kind of picking stuff off the shelf in their you know local supplement store and so i i like that idea as well so you know you've kind of mentioned um you know some some uh Uh, You haven't really mentioned necessarily the differences between spirulina and chlorella, but you've talked about kind of the energy input that you can get from spirulina. So I don't know if you want to say any more about that or if we should switch over now to chlorella and you can tell us a little bit about the benefits there.
1: Yeah, just I know your community is very interested in brain health. So I just want to mention a couple other things about why spirulina is very helpful for brain health. So. Number one is that it has a very high amount of essential fatty acids. Now, it's not, it doesn't actually have a lot of omega-3, but it does have omega-3 in it. But it does have another very important essential fatty acid called GLA, which stands for gamma linoleic acid. Now, um, most um, – which is technically an omega-6. And normally, you know, people shun, as they should, omega-6s because omega-6s are in a lot of processed foods. And the problem with – when they have them in processed food is that they're exposed to heat. And it's the heat that um, triggers the, the, the omega-6 into being a, an inflammatory um, uh, essential fatty acid. Now, and I want to prove to you why GLA, even though it's omega 6 is um, because we don't use high heat on our algae to dry it. It is still in its purest form. And what GLA does when it's not exposed to high heat is it reduces inflammation just like omega-3. Uh, and to show you how important GLA is as a for brain health, the only place in the world that has more GLA than spirulina is mother's breast milk. Now, why is it in mother's breast milk? Because the baby's brain doubles or triples in size within the first couple of years of birth. And that GLA that's in her breast milk is one of the important nutrients that facilitates that. Now, we all need healthy brains, regardless of what age we are at. But, you know, after the age of two, you're not going to be getting any mother's breast milk. So spirulina is probably your best um, shot, at getting concentrated GLA to help with that brain health. So that's number one. Number two is that um, G, uh, spirulina also has boron. A boron is required for the synapses. Uh, it, it's used in brain thought uh, and it facilitates coordination. So, um, and it's often a nutrient that is missing from a lot of people's diet and it's in the spirulina as well. Um, so I uh, that and the fact that Um, spirulina is known to be a vasodilator which means that it opens up your blood vessels which allows more blood and oxygen and nutrients to flow to all of your body but particularly your brain and that's one of the reasons why it also facilitates um, healthy and focused thought. We have a lot of people that use the spirulina they they have focus issues and so it's, it's just a very concentrated between the Essential fatty acids the protein and the forty other vitamins and minerals of which I've mentioned a couple of them it's just really great for your brain health and for your thought now, let's not forget too that it still has chlorophyll, although when we talk about chlorella, which I'd like to do next chlor- chlorella is known for having the highest chlorophyll in the world again spirulina it has the highest protein by the way, most people take spirulina in the morning uh, afternoon before a workout because let's face it that's when you're hungry that's when you want focus that's when you want energy you want either for your work day or for your workout um, that's when you want your energy and and because it's a plant even though it's not technically a plant, um, there's no ups, There's no there's no maximum amount. I mean, you could have as much as you wanted. Our we fuel NH, five NHL teams, and they put seventy five of these tablets in their smoothie before a game. Uh, they put seventy five chlorella in their smoothie after a game because you know they need lots of energy on the ice. Um, so it's it's food. You have to remember they We call them bits. They're little tablets, but we call them bits because they're bits of food. You could have two or three or five or 10 or 20 or 30. It doesn't really matter. Whatever works for you. If, if you're not getting your hunger satisfied and if you're not getting the energy and focus that you need, you just need to take more. But it's not a pill and it's not a supplement. Um, so it's, it's, it's just food. It's, by the way, it's great for kids and for pets too.
0: Hey, Jay here. Hate to interrupt the show, but I have to tell you about our amazing sponsor for today's episode. Yeah, it's Hanu Health. That's H-A-N-U Health, my company. And I've got good news and I've got bad news. So the bad news is is that I'm going to have to be quite cryptic for a while as to what we're building, but what I can say is that it is in the space of health technology, and it's going to be revolutionary. Just think about this show. You have myself, who is an expert in heart rate variability, and Patrick, who is an expert in breath work, and he is one of our primary advisors. Hmm... And what's the good news? Well, even though you have no idea about what the company is offering as a product, we are offering an exclusive VIP waiting list so that you can be the first to know about it. Not only will you reserve your spot in line, you will also gain access to our informative newsletter. We will update you on where we are as a company and provide special incentives and promotions. All you need to do is go to hanuhealth.com waitlist. That is HanuHealth.com slash waitlist. I promise you will not want to miss out on what is to come. We are building the biohacker's dream, but it will be useful for every human being on this planet. I'm I'm not even speaking in hyperbole. I'm serious. Every human could benefit from what we are making. So again, head on over to HanuHealth.com slash waitlist to get your spot now, and I will just, you know, leave you with bated breath. So let's uh, switch over now to chlorella because you've talked a little bit about kind of the energizing effects, the focus effects and endurance effects of spirulina. So chlorella, how is it different? Uh, What are people using it for?
1: Yeah. So um, chlorella will not give you energy and it will not satisfy your hunger. What it does is it builds your immune system. Uh, builds your um, health overall, and pulls out toxins. And the way it does that um, is uh, three main ways. Number one, as I mentioned, it has the highest concentration of chlorophyll in the world. Um, Now, chlorophyll is the pigment that is green. It makes plants green. And it's very cleansing. Chlorella has Five hundred times more chlorophyll than arugula. It has twenty-five times more chlorophyll than even liquid chlorophyll. There is nothing in the world with more chlorophyll than chlorella. And just to show you how important chlorophyll is, it has been—it was used—it's been used forever, up until even as recently as the um, World War II for cleansing and healing, because the chemical composition of chlorophyll is virtually identical to your hemoglobin. They used to give it to the injured, even during war Two, if they ran out of blood for transfusions um uh, because they would the injured would heal just as fast and I, I invite people to go online and we'll send you some documents so you can see for yourself that the only difference between hemoglobin's composition and chlorophyll is that your hemoglobin has an iron atom in the middle and that's what carries oxygen in your blood and um chlorophyll has a magnesium atom in the middle instead. Otherwise they're identical. Uh, By the way, we we see chlorophyll as green, but if you put it under red light, it's red, just like our blood. (laughs) So the bottom line is when you have healthy blood, you're going to have a much healthier body. You're going to have a much healthier brain, a much healthier immune system. Everything works better with chlorophyll. But our Food supply is so short of chlorophyll. You could eat a roomful of chlor- of arugula and still not get as much chlorophyll as you would from a handful of chlorella tablets. It's it's the situation is that bad, and the reason why it's so bad is that our soils are so overcropped and um, that uh, there's literally no nutrition left in the soil, no nitrogen. So um, there's very little for the plants to pull up. So they're not nutritious. And also the ozone layer is so damaged, they're finding the plants have more sugar in them these days than they did 50 years ago and less nutrition. So even if you are plant-based, I can promise you, you are not getting the amount of chlorophyll that you would need to truly benefit your health. You'll get it from the chlorella. So that's number one. Very similar to your blood. heals helps build your blood. And, of course, it's the highway that brings nutrients to every part of your body. Number two is chlorophyll is a fat-based pigment. Now, spirulina, I didn't dwell on this, but spirulina has two pigments in it. That's why it's called a blue-green algae, because it has a blue pigment in it called phycocyanin. Now, um, I experiments for many years. I would put a couple of the spirulina on a, in a plate with water, and I would put a couple of the chlorophyll, chlorella on a plate with water, and I would watch what would happen beautifully throughout the entire plate. Not the chlorella. The only thing, color that comes out, of course, is green, And it doesn't disperse at all, it just clumps. And I kept wondering what is going on until I had my epiphany that, and I I was validated by science that chlorophyll is a fat-based pigment. And the reason why this is so important is that your health, all your health issues, start at the cellular level and the mitochondria in the cells. And the way to keep those mitochondria, one of the ways to keep those mitochondria healthy and your cells healthy is to have a permeable cell wall. And the way to keep them permeable is with healthy fats. And when you have healthy fats, then nutrients can get in and toxins can get out. And chlorophyll um, facilitates that. The analogy I give people is, you know, when you have dirty windows, you can't see out and sunlight can't get in. So think of chlorophyll as window washers for your cell walls. Keeps everything humming.
0: Now, Catherine, do you know, is it working on repairing the biphospholipid that's within the cellular wall? Or do you know kind of the mechanism of action there?
1: I don't know the mechanism of action, no. Um, I just know that uh, healthy fats are required for the permeability of the cell wall. But I will tell you that inside the cell, when you have those mitochondria, here's a really cool thing that's been discovered, is that when you have chlorophyll, and of course, chlorella has the highest chlorophyll, and you have red light, which could come from either red light therapy or the sunlight. When you put the two of those together, your mitochondria generate ATP. Now we've all been told that as part of the Krebs cycle, um, the only way to generate ATP is either through anaerobic or aerobic processes. But with the chlorophyll and sunlight or red light therapy, it seems to generate it on its own. And the way it does that is that it recirculates the CoQ10 molecule, which is required for the generation of ATP. So, so ironically the chlorophyll not only is healing the cell wall and the including the mitochondria cell wall it is facilitating the generation of energy and helping remove the um, free radicals that are part of the metabolic process of generating that energy.
0: Would it, would it make sense Catherine then to like take, put this into a smoothie and then immediately afterwards, either go get direct sunlight or go get, uh, you know, stand in front of my juve panel or something like that for the biohackers out there.
1: Absolutely. In fact, we're working with a lot of um, cryotherapy centers who of course now are starting to include red light therapy in their, in their facilities, in their clinics. Right. You know, we also have, we explain how the spirulina and the and the chlorella are very, very valuable to up-level any cryotherapy or red light therapy treatments because A, the vasodilation issue, and B, the chlorophyll, which is both cleansing and generates that ATP. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a great one too, for sure. <laughs> in fact, I'm speaking at a biohacking conference in a couple of weeks, or actually next week, and uh, that's one of the points I'm going to be making. Um, so it's 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 very cool. But it, you know the key is that um, you know your mitochondria, first of all, as you age, uh, get damaged and um, and die. And so that's one of the things that causes fatigue in people as they get older. Um, you've got to preserve those mitochondria. And one of the ways to do that is ensure that the he- the, the health of the cell that they are functioning in is, is, is um, healthy. And you've got to get rid of those free radicals. And you've got to ensure that the, the pH of the, of the cell remains at its sort of neutral alkaline state, because if it doesn't, that's indicative of uh, a lack of oxygen. And when there's not enough oxygen in the cell, it becomes acidic. And that means that contributes to lack of communication, buildup of toxins and it can become a rogue cell and uh, it, it, it cause mutations of the DNA, and can lead to lots of di- of disease. So, the chlorophyll is not, is alkaline. It's cleansing. It's uh, facilitating energy at the you know mitochondrial level. It's helping the cell wall um, be, remain as permeable. So, I mean, it's 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 remarkable what chlorophyll does, and so few people are aware of it. And even when you are. You know, if you're a carnivore, you can still eat the chlorella or the spirulina if you want, because there's zero carbs. And again, as I mentioned, there are it does not have any of the anti-nutrients of plants. It does not have the lectins or oxalates.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of carnivore um, individuals are actually coming around to a little bit more of, of, of even plants being introduced. Some things like, you know, wild blueberries. Honey is another one that's been introduced to a lot of their diets. And I think that there is a, I think there's merit in bringing this in as well because like you said if you're removing some of the toxins that are found in a lot of uh, in a lot of plants um, then again, you're getting the maximized benefit of a you know plant derivative. I mean, I know you you know said it's, it's a plant and it's not a plant, uh, but but you're getting the same. You're getting you're getting kind of all the benefits without kind of the deleterious effects, which is which is yeah. pretty neat.
1: So so chlorella, just to recap again, has the highest chlorophyll, which has, as I mentioned, lots of healing benefits. Um, chlorella has a lot of other wellness benefits, which is why. We call our chlorella recovery bits because it helps you recover your health. It helps you recover from anything. One of the things, the other amazing thing that it does is chlorella has the hardest cell wall in the plant kingdom. Remember I said spirulina has none because spirulina is technically a bacteria. Well, chlorella does belong to the plant kingdom. And that hard cell wall attaches to toxins and pulls them out. It chelates them. So it pulls out heavy metals, lead, mercury, radiation, aluminum which aluminum is notorious for getting lodged in your brain and contributing to Alzheimer's. So um, chlorella is a detoxing algae. Spirulina is cleansing, but chlorella is detoxing. Uh, it also de- pulls out, um, it, it identifies alcohol as a toxin. So it pulls it out if you have a co- couple of cocktails uh, it's, you'll be sober in an hour and a half and never have a hangover. It, it, uh, it um, identifies lactic acid as a toxin. So that's why our athletes like to take it after a run, after a workout, after a game, because it pulls out the lactic acid so your muscles aren't sore the next day. So it's very much a recovery, wellness, and recovery um, algae for that reason, in addition to the chlorophyll. But that's not all. Chlorella also has the highest concentration of RNA and DNA in the world. And again, as you age, these become damaged and they replicate in a damaged form. And this contributes to to aging and disease. And chlorella helps um, rebuild the DNA because it has the highest. They used to think sardines had the highest and nope, it's chlorella chlorella also has the highest concentration of tryptophan. Tryptophan is a precursor to melatonin and, and serotonin, but um, what that does, the, the pre- we encourage people to take the chlorella um, before bed because your body goes through a detox and repair cycle while you're sleeping. So if you have chlorella in your body while you're sleeping, um, and by the way, that tryptophan helps you get into that deep sleep state. It won't put you to sleep, but it will make it a better sleep. All this great cleaning, detoxing, repair is going on while you're sleeping. It's like having a cleanup crew there. So And, and it also facilitates uh, bowel movements um, so because it, it, it stimulates peristalsis. So that's an important part of your health. So um, that's one of the reasons why we recommend the recovery bits, aka chlorella, at night. Chlorella also has the highest concentration of um, K2 to be found. Now, most people are deficit in K2. In fact, most people may not even know what vitamin K2 is. It is related to K1, but it's not the same. Um, the only food sources in North America for K2 are grass fed animal protein. There's a dish called natto that the Japanese eat, or algae. And chlorella has twice the amount of K2 as, um, as spirulina. Now, you may say to yourself, well, what's so important about K2? Um, k2 was a vitamin discovered only about 25 years ago actually in harvard and what it does is it moves excess calcium from soft tissue and moves it into your bones Uh, there's two methods that it does that by now um, why is that important well they're realizing that a lot of heart disease um, which is you know the um, arteriosclerosis is the hardening of the arteries and you know, guess what's hardening is <laughs> the calcium. So when you get rid of the K- the calcium and you do it with K2, you help prevent that. Uh, things like uh, kidney stones, that's calcification. Kidneys are soft tissue. So if you, the K2 will help remove that calcium, and again, move it into your bones. Wrinkles. Your skin is a soft tissue. The excess calcium and free radicals damage your elastin and your collagen. Uh, The K2 will move that out of your skin and into your bones. But it's virtually impossible to get K2 from food supply. There's there's now supplements that you can buy, but I want to point out that the, the supplements are made from fermented chickpeas. And the K2 vitamin is a very complex one. There's Different kinds are called M1, M2, M4. And M4 is the kind uh, that gets into your brain. Only grass-fed animal protein, only food sources of K2 have the M4. All the ones that are made with the fermented chickpeas are a different kind of K2, and it cannot cross the brain barrier. So you get much more efficiency by getting your K2 um, from the, something like spirulina or chlorella than you do from a supplement. Um, and if you're curious why you're, you're short of K2, let me tell you how it works. Um, it's related, as I mentioned, to K1, but humans cannot convert K1. K1 is in anything that's green, like kale or grass. We, cannot, we do not have the bacteria that can convert K1 to K2. Animals do. So up until the 70s, uh, cattle were grazing on grass, everything was fine, we would eat the animal meat, and we would get the K2 because they had the bacteria that converted the K1 that was in the grass into K2, and when we ate their meat, we got the K2, and then in the 70s or late 60s, the farmers realized that if they fed the animals corn and put them into enclosures, they would get faster, fatter, faster, and they would, the farmers would make more money, so that's what they did. Instantly, the supply of K1 disappeared from our food supply because there is nothing green about corn. <laughs> and they noticed that heart disease, the escalation of heart disease, followed exactly that timeline. So that's why there's no K2 in our food supply. It's one of the contributors to heart disease. It contributes to a lot of issues like um, gout and kidney stones and whatever. So that's one more reason why you know chlorella is such a wellness allergy is it has um, k two in it your daily requirement of k of, of k is is in is in the chlorella um, and if that wasn't enough um, again chlorella has some a very unusual nutrient it's not found anywhere else in the world or in the universe it's called chlorella growth factor it's a factor that speeds up the growth of your cells that's why it helps all of your cells grow faster. Um, they've done studies in this, and and it's one of the reasons why actually um, any kind of um, uh, research on biofuels has been with chlorella because it's the fastest-growing organism in the world, and it speeds up the growing of your own healthy cells, not unhealthy cells. So it does not speed up cancer cells; it only speeds the growth of healthy cells. So when you combine the the speed of You know, speeding up the healthy cells, the high DNA and RNA, the high chlorophyll, which is cleansing, the high K2. uh, I mean, it's just it's got everything that you would ever want in your medicine cabinet, except it comes from nature and it's natural and it's it's food (laughs) Uh, and still has 60 percent protein um so it's it's remarkable what it does we usually recommend it at night because of this you know facilitating detox process but you can take it any time of day you like i eat it all day long i have it for breakfast lunch and dinner i mean i eat this stuff all day long and and on that note i want to point out that it actually tastes pretty good now it's not going to be like your grandmother's favorite dish you know baked apple pie or anything but it's definitely tastes better than spirulina. There's nothing you can do to make spirulina taste better. Chlorella, when you add some sea salt or eat it with macadamia nuts, which is a great keto food, or almonds, which do have high oxalates, or pistachios or anything, slices of fruit, doesn't matter what you eat it with, it tastes delicious. It, 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 it might take you one or two tries, but, and the reason I encourage people to learn to like to eat chlorella is because now it can be your bedtime snack. It will take just the edge off your hunger. It won't really satisfy it like spirulina, but, but if you enjoy eating it, now you, you're giving your body what it needs to help with that cleanup crew, you know, you know, when you sleep, I'm, I'm sure your community knows this, but when you sleep in your deep sleep, your brain shrinks, it has its own lymphatic system. And so while that's happening, and the brain is shrinking, if you have chlorella in your in your body, um, it's able to pull out those toxins like aluminum from your brain while you're sleeping. I mean, it's, you know, this is what everyone dreams of, you know, sort of like, you know, having a trust fund, you know, you don't have to do anything. And, you know, Things just ha- come to you. Well, same thing with chlorella. If you take this before you go to bed, it does stuff for you that will f- facilitate your longevity, your brain health, your your mental acuity. Um, uh, everything just works better, cleaner. Uh, it's been used forever as a you know for breath freshening. They use it for IBS and Crohn's disease. Um, for colon cleansing, it's it's amazing what this stuff does, and it's all natural um, and no toxins. Period.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, it's the true definition of a superfood. I mean, a lot of things are touted as being superfoods, but they also have kind of a dark side to them. Um, and and you know we see this in, in in a lot of plant foods, and we see this in animal foods as well. Uh, but this is one that sounds like a true superfood with really no downside yeah. or deleterious yeah. effects, which is pretty neat. Well, they only-
1: I I will, I will point out that because it is um, a detoxing algae and you can, if you took five or 10 a day, you would just get the wellness benefits from it that for the detox, you need to have more uh, in order to have enough for it to pull the toxins all the way out. Um, And, you know, there's doctor, doctors like Dr. Klinghart, who everybody who knows anything about chlorella agrees with this fact. So, A lot of people, so you're going to need like 20 or 30 tablets to facilitate the detox. Now, your the detox of your blood, like if you had alcohol or lactic acid in there, will take about an hour and a half. Um, Spirulina, as I mentioned, takes you know minutes. Chlorella is different because it has that hard cell wall, so your cell, your blood will be cleansed in an hour and a half. Your cells will take anywhere from a week to 10 days and your organs can take anywhere from two to six months. And the reason for the longer duration is because of the density of the cell structure. Your blood is very liquid, so it can, it can change very quickly. um, But, and your cells a little bit better, but so when you are pulling out toxins from your cells, they need to travel through your circulatory, your blood system on their way out. So so some people do have detox symptoms while that's happening. Not everybody, and it doesn't happen for long, but it could be, you know, maybe headache, breakouts, a little bit of stomach distress, but it's very short-lived and it's better to get those toxins out then let them silently damage your mitochondria or organs or whatever's going on. Uh, Again, spirulina is cleansing because it has chlorophyll, but it is not a detoxing algae. Uh, So some people, what they'll do is they'll, Take sort of a maintenance amount of the chloro- the chlorella, which maybe about five or ten tablets a day um, for a couple of weeks, and then they'll do a week of detox, and then they go back to the maintenance of five or ten, and then they do a week or two. You know, I, you know, I don't want to tell you how much I eat. I, I mean, I chow down this stuff like there's no tomorrow. But, um, and and I will. You take down a bag of a thousand in a yeah, day? Well, not that, quite that, that much, go-to? but um, I attribute my great health. Um, to Chlorella, seriously. I mean, I as a startup, you know, founder, um, I work 14, 16 hour days, seven days a week, and have for the last 12 years. And um, I'm I just turned 65, so I'm no spring chicken, and um, <laughs> I, you know, have more energy than my millennials who work for me. And and um, I, you know, I I do my best for you know sleep and exercise and all that other good stuff, but. Um, A large part of it I attribute to giving my body and my brain the nutrients they need to be at their best. Um,
0: well, it's, it's a good clarification too. And I think it, 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 it bears repeating that the idea here is that these can serve as great, valuable, um, uh, uh forms of nutrition. However, it doesn't supplement kind of all of these other things that we also know that we should be doing, you know, yeah. like managing stress, um, exercising, other aspects of nutrition and what we're putting in our body, sleep recovery, like all of those things are important, but it sounds like this can be a great adjunctive way to improve our overall health and well-being in a very simple fashion, which is in a very harmonious fashion to to nature. I mean, it's, again, not taking in something that has just been created in some lab. I mean, in the end, I mean, it's just two different forms of algae uh, in their purest form. Yeah.
1: And I would like to also point out that algae is the most sustainable food in the world. And if you haven't seen the Netflix movie, Seaspiracy, S-E-A-S-P-I-R-A-C-Y, I encourage you to watch it because even they point out that algae is um, one of the main answers to protecting the oceans because p- there's so much overfishing for uh, omega-3 because of the fish oil. And I point out, well, where do you think the fish get the omega-3 from? <laughs> they get it from algae, right? So just you can't get any lower in the food chain than algae. And so not only does it help algae save the oceans, you get, it re- as I mentioned earlier, it releases oxygen to the atmosphere. You get 200 times more protein per acre than you from animal farming. It's, it's just... You know when you're looking after your own health and you're and you're giving yourself self care um, self care is the same as earth care they they're they're, they're usually um, you know working in concert uh, and and you can't do just good nutrition you need as you mentioned the sleep and the fitness and the mental Um, you know, de-stressing activities. But so it's a lot for people to do. And that's why I love algae so much because it takes, you you can check the box off, nutrition handle, boom, algae, just take a handful and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Whatever you eat is for entertainment or for whatever, you know, whatever activity, but you don't need to be eating for nutrition. Algae gives you that. (laughs) It's, it's, it's a slam dunk one and done, you know, Move on. (laughs) What what else can we improve? All right. (laughs) All
0: right, for sure. Now, there's a couple other things before we wrap it up today. I want to uh, discuss two more topic areas at least, and then we'll see kind of where we branch from there. But one is, as you talked about the high protein content um, and amino acid profile in both of these forms of algae. Um, But I'm wondering, one of the arguments that I've heard before, and and I just want to hear your take on it um, because I don't necessarily have a viewpoint on it or really a lot of knowledge behind this statement. But is that um, that the protein and amino acids from, let's say, meat tend to be more bioavailable and usable than uh, than the amino acid profile or EAA's or essential amino acids that come from uh, algae or come from chlorella and spirulina? What is, what say you on that?
1: Well, first of all, I almost have to laugh because that is—I don't want to say it's a ridiculous statement, but I've never heard that ever. Um, and I'd like to point out that animal protein, t- your, bo- your body takes sometimes three days to break down animal protein to get access to the aminos. And most of us don't have the factors and cofactors to, uh, for effective breaking down of that protein. So you end up absorbing about 10% of that protein as aminos. So if you eat 50 grams of chicken, you may only end up absorbing 5 grams as amino acids so it it i are you sure you got that statement right cuz it would should be the reverse if anything because the amino's in spirulina and algae are immediately bioavailable because they're already in single free-form aminos. They don't exist that way in animal protein. They're all bound up. And even in chlor- in um, collagen powder, they're still bound into peptides, which are clusters of aminos.
0: So one of the individuals who's mentioned this is Dr. Paul Saladino, who's an MD uh, and, a, and, a, and a huge advocate of the carnivore diet. And his argument is that the amino acid profile and bioavailability, especially of organ meats, such as liver, heart, and brain, um, and even lungs, um, provide provide a higher dosage of amino acid per calorie and then also tend to be more bioavailable. Again, that's just the statements that I've heard from him. Um, Well, uh,
1: he's probably identifying, and I just finished creating, we spent months um, evaluating the aminos in collagen versus the aminos in algae and found out that some of the aminos in algae have as much as 430% more than in collagen what he may be doing is looking at particular aminos and saying, and and it's true, in certain protein, animal proteins, there's going to be a much higher uh, percentage of some aminos than other aminos. Um, That's why, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of a lot of these powders that athletes take, because they're unbalanced in their amino uh, profile. The great thing about Algae is that it it is a complete protein, most vegetables are not. So, maybe that's uh, and in that case, I would be agreeing with him because animal protein is a complete protein, and most vegetables are not. You again, algae is unique in that way, it is a complete protein because it has all of the essential aminos. That means it has all of the aminos. Your body cannot make. And this is really important. Um, and collagen is not a complete protein. So that's why a lot of vegetarians or vegans do mixing of different food groups, beans and rice, to so they get that complete protein. Because again, as we mentioned earlier, you have to be careful because you, you may be thinking you're getting, you're giving yourself a lot of one vitamin, but if you don't have the sort of the weak link, the thing that facilitates the absorption of that vitamin, you're not going to enjoy the benefits of it. So if you are not getting complete proteins, you are not enjoying all of the benefits of the restoration of your muscles or your organs or your bones. You need the complete proteins because your body can't make them. So I would be in complete agreement with him in that regard because he's pointing out that animal protein is much more Um, uh, complete than most or almost all other plant proteins. But again, algae stands alone because it is not technically a plant. (laughs) So um, I would love to have his opinion on that. But um, so in that case, I would be in agreement with him. But because algae is an outlier, doesn't belong with all the other plants. It's, it's, um, you frankly, I I consider algae, the equivalent of a genius. It's, it's like, Albert Einstein, there is nothing else like it. (laughs) It does all these things that you would never expect it to do. And it does it effortlessly in, uh, in your body. So, um, every time I do more research, it's like, are you kidding me? You do that too. So, so I think if he were to examine the nutrients in algae and the aminos in algae, I think he would probably make an exception for it. But, um, so that, yeah, so
0: I yeah, no, that, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And a lot of times he is uh, kind of uh, comparing and contrasting, you know, especially uh, organ meats and, and and even to muscle meats uh, with plants. Um, uh, so I, you know, too, I can't even remember if he spoke directly to algae, but I think it is interesting that that algae stands alone. So I appreciate your kind of clarification on there. One thing I do want to do uh, before we wrap uh, wrap up is I really want to get down to brass tacks on this because a lot of people are going to say, okay. Like what is like the best protocol as we start, kind of as like a maybe a loading phase if there need be one, and then kind of a maintenance phase. So just to kind of recap, I know you've talked about how spirulina or what you guys – term is energy bits um, is really kind of best used in the morning, but it hasn't, doesn't have to be in the morning and chlorella at night. Um, what is kind of like, again, a good starting, like if somebody says, I, I want both, like what is a good kind of like just basic protocol that people can utilize um, both to either load if that need be, or, and then maintain kind of after a period of time, yeah,
1: there's no loading required and you'll get the benefits within 15 minutes. Yeah, It's, it's not that you have to build up to start seeing the benefits. You may not notice them initially. Um, But because most people, maybe not your community, but most people are nutrient-deprived, so uh, we don't want to shock their system with such concentrated nutrition that they won't know how to, you know, what to do with it. So if you want to be very cautious and conservative, um, just start with two or three tablets of each. You won't notice much, if anything, because two or three won't do a huge amount, but um, you know we're not here to sell product. We're here to help people be healthy. So I always like to err on the conservative side, and if you feel um, improved energy, improved focus, and um, with three, then stay with three. a better Amount to aim for on a daily basis is probably five or ten. If you could, uh, you know, if you want to do a meal replacement, I would recommend, you know, for spirulina. We're talking just about spirulina right now, you know, closer to twenty or thirty. Now, twenty, you know, fifty, or even fifteen, and and certainly for workouts, you know, fifteen or twenty, because you'll get better energy. It'll satisfy your hunger. It's that amount also for intermittent fasting, but start as cautiously as you want. Uh, Like I said, two or three tablets is great. Um, Five or 10 on a daily basis. Remember now that this uh, will replace many of your other supplements. It will replace your multivitamin, your fish oil, your CoQ10, your biotin, your magnesium, your potassium. There's five or six that you know you don't have to buy anymore and they always run out at different times and it's just annoyance and if you travel you got to take all these things again why i like algae it's just like it's every it's all rolled into one so and because spirulina satisfies your hunger it also can be a solution for snacking uh for workout fuels if you're keto or vegan they both work. Paleo, carnivore—they work with everything. So that's spirulina. Start with a couple if you want, get up to five or ten. More always give you gives you a better outcome. And for athletes, we encourage you closer to twenty or thirty. Same with chlorella. Um, and again, spirulina morning, afternoon, whenever you're hungry, you're tired. You know that's that's when you take spirulina. Chlorella, same thing. If you want to start cautiously, two or three tablets is fine uh, for daily health maintenance, uh, five or 10 is what you should be aiming for when you want to get to the detox part of it. If you want those benefits, you're going to be needing closer to 20 or 30. And before you gasp in horror, remember that chlorella actually tastes pretty good. So now you're, it's like having a handful of nuts. Uh, I know they look like t- uh, pills, but they aren't we call them are bits of food. So we're going to actually make a trail mix, um, And we're going to call it, it's going to be macadamia nuts and chlorella, and we're going to call it mac and bits. Um, It's kind of cute. But anyways, this is a food. Um, In Asia, as I mentioned, and in Japan in particular, they eat it all day long, just like I do.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Spirulina. Stay swallowing that baby because it's not going to ever taste great. Uh, Some people might like it, but chlorella actually is really great. uh, If you can start, just get through the first taste of the greenness, but add it to some nuts or something. So uh, five, five or 10 on a daily thing. And again, you know, this is, Will replace a lot of your vitamins. It will not replace the fish oil because it doesn't have the GLA or the as much omega three. Um, but it, you know K two for sure, chlorophyll for sure. It's a replacement for vegetables. Think of all those vegetables you don't have to carry home anymore. All the time that you have to take to cook and clean them. I used to eat vegetables all the time. I hardly ever eat them anymore, um, other than when I go out. So uh, it's and because it's a wellness algae, it you builds your immune system. We're still in the COVID um, period. You want a strong immune system. Chlorella is the easiest way to build their immune system. It has all the nutrients your immune system needs um, to build those T cells, B cells, killer cells, macrophages that defend you. So it's just a slam dunk for your health. Um, And both of them are safe for kids, for children, um, uh, uh, pets. You know, the true testament is the fact that the animals love them and animals are smart. (laughs) They know what's good for them. So, um, so that that would be my, my recommendation. Start slowly. Now, we only sell them in large bags or boxes of single pouches on our website. And, you know, a bag has a thousand tablets and you go, oh, my God. But that's about, you know, a three to six month supply. Certainly three months for sure. Not for me, the way I eat them. But we do sell a sample pack. And if you want to just test them out, which we encourage people to do, you can buy them on Amazon. Uh, there's a little single pouches that have 30 tablets in them for five dollars. So uh, you can buy two for $10, you know, free shipping, try them out. Uh, and when you see that they do everything that I've said they do, then come back to our website, energybits.com. And we have a 20% discount code for your community. The discount code is HANUHEALTH, H-A-N-U-H-E-A-L-T-H. Um, so that the bag of a thousand tablets is $120 and it brings it down to $96, which I know still sounds like a lot, but consider this. I used that calculation provided by nasa that said one gram of algae has the same nutrition as basically a thousand grams of vegetables so based on the weight of our bag of tablets each one of those bags has the same nutrition as 551 pounds of vegetables
0: (laughs) wow that's crazy and and, and it lasts what you said three to six months
1: yeah and so you know Think about it. 551 pounds at $3 a pound if you're buying organic, that's $1,500. Now now that puts $96 into context, right? Yeah, for versus sure. 96. And don't forget, that's 551 pounds of vegetables you didn't have to carry home. You didn't have to clean, cook, or eat. Uh, that's why I call it efficient nutrition. I also call it intelligent food, by the way. Because you have to be smart to take this stuff, and it knows what to do in your body. It's an adaptogen, so it helps your brain health. So you you might not be an Einstein, but you'll certainly have better acuity for a longer period of time. And don't we all want that?
0: Sure, absolutely. No, I think you know, that's that's what do my a lot of my listeners come to uh, us for is they're looking for how can we reduce our stress response and perform more optimally, and then how can we get better brain health. And so uh, I, I have you know it's one of those things that this has been on my radar for a while, but I'm glad. I talk to you, Catherine, because you're such a wealth of knowledge, and obviously you have a lot of passion um, and interest in kind of using uh, both uh, spirulina and chlorella to truly help with overall overall health optimization. So uh, I'm, I'm, I hope that my listeners have gotten just as excited as you are about this, uh, because it's really, I mean, it's it's an amazing superfood. It has, and to be honest with you, the benefits that I've had, and just you know the packs that you guys have sent me, it, it has been really interesting to watch just the overall increase in energy load, um, to look at kind of the overall ability to recover as well, because as an athlete, it's something that I am looking to do is optimize recovery in the best way possible. Yeah. And so, uh, now that I know your protocol a little bit and kind of when to take them, cause I have just kind of been going like, you know, uh, you know, I'm just kind of flying wherever when yeah. taking yeah. <laughs> them whenever, uh, that'll, that'll be quite helpful. Yeah. And so, no, I, I, I appreciate it again, like go on, head on over to energybits.com, use that coupon code for 20% off Hanu health, H A N U health. And, uh, and, yeah, that's a that's a pretty awesome discount 20 percent is really nice so feel free to get over there and use that code and that helps out the show as well um you can also be found on instagram right at at energy bits
1: at energy bits and we also have one for our beauty bits product we do have another spirulina called beauty bits um because we found women didn't like the energy bits packaging and because the high protein and antioxidants help build your collagen and your elastin but they are identical um so we have so we do have an instagram beauty at beauty bits um, at energy bits is the main uh, Instagram handle, same with Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Uh, and we uh, we post regularly, lots of science, lots of comparative charts. Um uh, we're here to educate people about algae. you know why should why should the Asian community be the only ones benefiting this from this? and I, and I like to point out to people and, um uh, and to you that algae isn't new. It's just new to you. It's been used, as I mentioned, for 75 years in Asia. And just like other really wonderful products that are finally in our in here in America, things like um, you know, uh, CBD and, and uh Kiwa and Chia seed and matcha, these were all things that have been used in other countries for centuries, but it took somebody uh, you know, some some wherewithal to introduce them to America and educate people about what they are and how they work, and so we're just doing the same thing for algae. It's not new; it's just very unknown and very misunderstood outside of Asia. So um, we're just here to help move the needle a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I really do appreciate just the vast amount of information and education you provide us. I've learned a lot today. You know, I've tried to do a lot of research prior to having guests on to podcasts. But, I mean, just hearing kind of from from you today, like I've learned so much just in in regards to kind of like how I can use uh, both types of algae um, in conjunction with one another uh, for different health benefits. So, Catherine, it has been a blast having you on the Hanu Health Podcast. I really hope to have you back at some time. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming. You're on. welcome. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Well, that's gonna wrap it up for us today on the Hanu Health Podcast. You all take care. Uh, enjoy your week and we'll see you next Friday. Thanks for listening to the Hanu Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast would not happen without listeners and supporters like you. And the best way to support us and the show is to head on over to iTunes and provide us with a five-star review. This helps us reach others and spread the good word of breathing and stress resiliency. If we read your five-star review on air, please reach out to podcast at hanuhealth.com with your name and mailing address, and we will send you some sweet Hanu gear. Until next time, breathe better and stress less. Thank you.